What's going on, world? Thank you for tuning into another episode of Insightful Principles. In this podcast today, I want to discuss something that's very prevalent to me, um, and that's the uh, 100-year mark of the Tulsa Race Massacre. And I also want to discuss just the economic costs of what happened um, during Black Wall Street times back in 1921 with the Tulsa in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and just really looking at what we can do as a black community uh, to help combat some of those disadvantages that um, millions of people experience and, and being able to uh, just discuss uh, just the history of it, because I, I think that is very important for us to stay educated on not only the current uh, finance and economic uh, topics uh, currently in society, but also looking at the history and looking at how it has shaped to the way things are to, in today's time. So for those that may not know what the Tulsa Race Massacre was, um, it was one of the worst incidents of uh, racial violence in U.S. history. Um, and it occurred over an 18-hour span from May 31st to June 1st in 1921. So this this week was the 100-year mark. And what happened specifically was uh, there was a white mob that destroyed businesses, homes, and residents in a predominantly black Greenwood neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, the Greenwood district was known for being one of the most wealthiest districts in Tulsa. During that time, the city was driven by oil money, which allowed it to become a growing and prosperous place with a population of more than 100,000 people. It also was a highly segregated city where many blacks experienced racism and violence. 10,000 black residents actually lived in the Greenwood District area and it was known as the Black Wall Street because of the thriving businesses in the area. Now, many news outlets, they described the cause of the Tulsa massacre was in the result of rumors of a young black teenager assaulting a young white elevator operator. The rumor was then displayed on the Tulsa Tribune front page, and it was a front page story, and this led to a group of white Tulsans committing numerous acts of violence against black people. Now, on June 1st, uh, many white residents entered the Greenwood District, looting and burning homes and businesses over an area of 35 city blocks. Firefighters actually tried to help with the fires, but when they entered into the Greenwood District area, they were then forced out by white residents with guns. There were records of 1,256 houses burned. 215 others were looted, but they weren't burnt down. The aftermath of the Tulsa race massacre led to millions of wealth destroyed in the midst of 18 hours. The young black teenager was falsely accused, and he actually didn't do anything. Uh, the story also described how uh, the kid actually had was arrested uh, after when he f first was falsely accused. And then after the aftermath of this whole entire massacre, uh, the charges were dropped. After the riot and the looting, they dropped the charges and they came to a decision that the uh, the young black teenager was falsely accused. So I thought that was 
really crazy to think that, you know, a group of people would just do that in the midst of uh, a false a uh, accusation. Um, but I think that during that time when they were dealing with a lot of racism, you know, it didn't take much for, you know, a, a situation like this to be escalated. Now, the Tulsa Race Riot Commission uh, concluded that between 100 and 300 people were killed and more than 8,000 people became homeless. Um, in the following years, uh, black Tulsans, they did try to work to rebuild their ruined homes and businesses. However, segregation only increased and it became even harder to acquire black ownership in the Tulsa area. There also was a major news blackout where police and state militia archives didn't even mention about this at all. It also was rarely discussed in history books or even taught in schools. And if you enjoy listening to podcasts like I do, you should probably think about creating one as well. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. It also gives you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team of Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a thousand hundred podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. It only really started becoming more of a common conversation in the 1970s. Uh, there actually was a, uh, a, a Tulsa commission that was created. It was a Tulsa riot commission that was created that really uh, started to do further investigation to look about what exactly happened um so i think that it was great that they eventually started talking about it and i think that even now in today's times uh we have to talk about it even more especially you know as you know being a a, a black a black young man you know i always like to look at the history and and know about certain things that have happened in our communities and how we can continue to get better and, you know, according to the State Department of Education, they actually uh, required that this topic was discussed in Oklahoma history classes uh, starting in 2000 and U.S. history classes in 2004. So it's great to see that uh, it is starting to become more of a, a prevalent conversation. Now, I want to break down the economics of this event and how it was substantial um, according to a 2001 report by the Oklahoma Commission to study the Tulsa race riot of 1921, Greenwood residents went on to file over $1.8 million in damage claims. In today's dollars, that would be $27 million. All of the claims were denied. Another stat that is shocking is if 1,200 median price houses in Tulsa were eliminated today the loss would be around 150 million 
This was described in a 2018 article in the American Journal of Economics and Sociology estimating the financial impacts of the 1921 massacre. The article also mentioned the additional loss of other assets, including cash, personal belongings, and co commercial property might bring the total over $200 million. So not only was it millions of dollars in damage claims, uh, when you look at the totality of all the other assets and you look at the commercial properties that were burned down, it brings the total almost over $200 million. Even today, Tulsans and black majority neighborhoods are limited to jobs and financial firms and institutions. During the Black Wall Street era, there were many more opportunities. Now, there is less financial independence amongst the black communities and less participation of workers in black majority communities and financial institutions that direct capital flows. Black people comprise 10% of the Tulsa metropolitan population. However, black owned businesses comprise only 1.25% of the area's nearly 20,000 businesses. Black residents don't have much access to direct sources of capital investment and loans in those areas. And this presents challenges and barriers that allow blacks to create and expand their businesses, as well as funding that will assist with building long-term wealth. To put in perspective what could be bought today with the millions lost back in 1921, according to Brookings Metro Analysis Bureau of Labor Statistics data, $200 million could fully fund college education for 9,098 students for black residents attending University of Tulsa, University of Oklahoma, and Langston University. As you can see, the financial impacts of the Tulsa race massacre has affected many black residents in the past and currently in the Tulsa community. As a community, we cannot forget what happened to Greenwood District during those times in 1921. We can't change the destruction of the past, but we can come together as a community with group economics, encouraging initiatives that provide capital investments for entrepreneurship and college education within the black communities. We also need to encourage real estate ownership and investing in the capital markets with our black brothers and sisters. As a community, we need to create jobs and we need to hire our own people as well. If you look at all of the other communities, if you look at the Chinese, um, if you're looking at the Indians, I just noticed it the other day when I had went to the grocery store, I literally seen the same initiative in five of those properties in one plaza. And that's how we have to operate. I think that in the black community, when we talk about group economics, we really don't understand the importance of it. And we have to learn to, uh, you know, buy with our own, support our own, and also being able to, when we create businesses, hiring our own and keeping it in the same ecosystem where we can really help bridge the racial wealth gap. And it also can help combat with some of the challenges that we face and here in the black community as well. So that wraps it up everyone for this episode. I thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you can uh, like um, and if you can subscribe uh, to this channel, if you can rate and leave a review, um, continue to keep sharing this information with your friends and family and uh, also if you can uh, 
my link tree will be in the show notes. If you can check out my Patreon page, um, it's definitely a great opportunity to uh, be able to learn more about financial planning and budgeting and saving for the long term. Um, if any of that interests you, I would definitely say it could be a great resource for you all to expand your knowledge. And my Patreon and all of that information will be in the show notes. And also continue to follow my social media on Instagram, at Insightful Principles on TikTok. Um, it's the same thing as well. And I want to thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of Insightful Principles. And take care.